Well, this has been an absolutely unique year. There's no doubt about that. We've all had a collective shared experience one upon another. And on top of that, I know this room is filled with personal experiences that span every end of the spectrum. I've had opportunity as a pastor to kind of have a front row seat to many of those experiences. I've seen individuals this year who found spouses. I've seen individuals this year who have lost spouses. I've seen individuals this year who have overcome an illness and those who have lost to illness. I've seen individuals drawn closer and some pushed further apart. I had a chance this year to hear from a friend of mine who was told for many years he would never have children watch him usher into this world his first child, into a world that he's not really sure of, into a world that he's really scared of, but he had that blessing. As I began to piece this message together for tonight, I also got off the phone with a friend of mine who just lost his first child. And I recognize that the experiences in this room span all ends of the spectrum. And I thought I could spend this evening talking about the nonsense things of Christmas shopping and packages coming late. Or I could talk about the realness of this year and why Christmas is so much more significant in seasons like the one we find ourselves in. We could take this moment to talk about why Christmas matters all the more. I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine. Her name is Dorcas. And she was sharing with me that when she was separated from her husband, she got to a place where she alone is caring for all of her children and the resources dried up. And she was sitting in the kitchen with her children and talking about how they were going to make ends meet, how they were going to even get food. And in the conversation, her grown, some of her children who were a little bit older, who had jobs, started pitching in, well, we can help, we could do this, we could do that. And she said she reached this point of brokenness. Her heart, her soul was at the lowest point she could possibly think of. And all the while, she, it was around Christmas time, she would go to her mailbox and she would pull out Christmas card after Christmas card that revealed everybody's perfect, happy families. She, she said to me, she said, it wasn't that I was opposed to that or that I was upset about the life that they were experiencing, but I, I just couldn't look at it. I had to throw them away because what I needed to know was not how perfect your family was, but why Christmas mattered. I needed to know the importance of Christmas. And I believe we have an opportunity this season in the cultural context and the societal context that we find ourselves in to look at the reality of Christmas and why it matters. I want to take you back for a moment to a different era, uh, an era in which there was an absolute shift in society. I, I know for many of you young people, you're taught now to say before common era and common era, but there was a moment in history that so shifted time the arrival of a baby that split history from before Christ to Anno Domini in the year of our Lord. And it's in this era that we find a young teenage Jewish girl named Mary in a cultural context that is not pleasant. 
In her cultural context, her people had not heard from God for hundreds of years. They'd gone through what was believed to be the years of silence. God had not done anything miraculous or spoken or showed up through a prophet. On top of that, Mary was born in poverty. She was a peasant girl. Had nothing, and she enters into now a scandal because she's pregnant. And there's question about who the father is. And in this setting, in a small town where everybody knows everybody's business, we know about that, don't we? In this context, she's also in, in, in under this rule or this authority where her people are passed from one, one authority to the next. They go from the Babylonians to the Assyrians to the Persians to the Greeks to the Romans. And in her specific area, the, the, the ruler is a man by the name of Herod, Herod the Great, who would eventually grow so suspicious of somebody taking his throne, he would kill his own wife, he would kill his wife's two children, he would kill her mother, he would kill her grandfather, he would kill her brother. And he would eventually kill every boy in the area of Bethlehem under the age of two when he heard that a Jewish king had been born. That's the cultural setting that Mary finds herself in. And Mary says this. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. In the setting that Mary finds herself in, she says, my soul magnifies, it makes great, it declares the greatness of my Lord. And my spirit is filled with joy. Why? Because the arrival of a baby named Jesus. In the setting that she was in, I I question, in 2020, Could we declare my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit is filled with joy because Jesus showed up? Could we declare that in 2020? Because what I recognize is that Christmas in seasons like this should matter all the more because here's what Christmas declared to her and what it should declare to us. What it declares is that God sees us. Listen to what she says. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. Mary says, me, a poor peasant Jewish girl in the midst of scandal now. God has looked upon me. He saw me. And the word gives the indication that it's that he looked with favor. Because you may feel invisible in 2020. What Christmas declares to each of us is that God sees us. We are not invisible to him. He showed up. And he showed up on our behalf. Christmas declares, my my heart is that we would unwrap the magnificence of Jesus and recognize what it declares to see that he sees us in the midst of what we're going through. What it declares is that God lifts those who are low. She goes on and she says this, he has done a mighty deed with his arm. 
He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones. And He has exalted the lowly. When God decided to come to this earth as a human, He didn't come through kings or rulers or the lofty. He came through a poor Jewish girl. And what it declared to Mary was that God humbles those who in their arrogance believe they have everything they need. And He exalts those who have been put low. Maybe you feel low this year. I want you to understand and recognize that Christmas declares that God made Himself low so that He could exalt you. Jesus, God Himself, abandoned the glories of the throne room of heaven to become a human being on this earth. Not only that, Jesus abandoned the glories of being master to become servant of the people He created. And Jesus would abandon immortality to die as a criminal on a cross even though He were innocent. So that you and I who were low in our sin could be lifted up from that grave and be exalted. Mary says, and for all my brothers and sisters from a Roman Catholic background, understand that Mary was not immaculate. Mary said, He is my Savior. Only, sin- only sinners need saviors. Mary too needed a Savior. And she said, this Savior has shown up to lift me from my low place. God lifts up those who are low. What it declares is that God satisfies those who are hungry. She goes on and says, my soul magnifies and my spirit is filled with joy because He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God showed up and those who are truly hungry, the, the, the Mary and, and all the people that surrounded her nation, they had hungered for God for hundreds of years. They had waited for some sign, some word, some prophet, and God showed up, but not through a prophet. He came Himself. He showed up Himself and broke through the silence and offered satisfaction to all who hungered for Him, for those who were satisfied in themselves. For those who clung to whatever this world offered and felt that was sufficient, they walked away empty. But for those who recognize that this world cannot offer what my soul longs for, and they look to Jesus, the only one who could satisfy, Mary says He satisfies with good things. Not rations, not scraps, good things. I love how the pastor D.L. Moody put it once. He said, God sends no one away empty except those who are full of themselves. That if we are full of our idea of, we're grasped to our idea of if, if I could just do this on my own, we walk away empty. We're going to spend tomorrow opening boxes and bags of trinkets and gadgets that in a few days will just be that. They'll fade away. And we'll put them back in boxes and bags and shove them somewhere where they're forgotten. And we can spend our lives in vanity clinging to those things that are empty and we'll walk away empty. 
Or we could come to the place of recognizing what our souls long for, only Jesus fills. Jesus is life. He created us. He gave us life. He fulfills our lives. The only satisfaction to be found in life is found in Jesus Christ. And Mary recognized that Christmas, the arrival of this child, revealed that God satisfies those who are hungry. And what, it's, what it reveals to us is that God has not forgotten you. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit is filled with joy because he has helped his servant or he has come to the aid of his servant Israel. Remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. God had not, not forgotten Israel. He had not forgotten the promise that he had made to Israel. And Jesus revealed to Mary that he had not forgotten. You may feel forgotten this year. I imagine that we have some people that are listening at home and you haven't left your house from the start of all this. And in the midst of that, nobody has called you, nobody's reached out, and maybe you're sitting there saying, I, I, I think I feel forgotten. Christmas declares to us that God has not forgotten us. He showed up in our deepest and darkest needs. I hear too often people say, she, she says, God came to, the, to my aid. I hear people say, God helps those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. In fact, the Bible says the very opposite. God helps those who cannot help themselves. And Jesus showed up to come to the aid of those who could not come to their own. This has been a unique year. There's no question about that. But it's in seasons like this that Christmas matter all the more. And I want you to understand for Mary, her circumstances didn't change. She remained poor. She remained the focus of scandal. She remained under Roman authority and oppression from Herod. The reason she could say my soul magnifies and my spirit is filled with joy was not because her circumstances changed. It was because Jesus showed up. And the hope of Jesus is that one day he will make right all that is wrong. You may have in your mindset that the, the page of the calendar is going to turn and 2021 will be ushered in and COVID-19 will disappear and everything will go back to normal. Guys, I want to say we're pretty assured it's not going to happen. But my hope is not a return to what was normal. My hope is not that my circumstances change or get better. My hope is that God showed up through His Son, Jesus Christ, to lift me from the grave of my sin, to offer me eternal life, so that when all is said and done, I will walk into the kingdom of God simply through belief in Him. This is Christmas. And my prayer is that in all the unwrapping, you would unwrap the magnificence of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And understand what Christmas declares, not just to the world, to you personally. He's not forgotten. He showed up. And He's ready to lift and satisfy. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank You 
for your son, Jesus. Lord, I recognize that there are men and women in this room and men and women that are listening at home who have experienced grave struggles this year. Some have experienced great blessing. The spectrum is all over the place. But Lord, I pray that this season, Christmas 2020, would not be a moment of gloom and sorrow and sadness and dissatisfaction where all we do is look back and say, look at COVID and look at politics and look at all of this stuff that one day will fade away. But then instead, in seasons like this, we will look to Jesus. God showing up for us to give us a hope no matter what we live through, no matter what we experience, no matter the circumstances of our life, if we have put our faith and trust in Him, we become His child. And one day we'll be ushered into His kingdom where all of these things will fade away. Father, I pray if there's somebody here tonight or somebody listening at home, maybe this is the first time they're, they're hearing and, and maybe grasping who Jesus is. Lord, I ask that your spirit will begin to stir in their heart. That they would take the step of faith tonight to say, Lord, I recognize that I, like Mary, am a sinner in need of a Savior. And you showed up to be my Savior. Lord, I believe in your Son, his death on a cross, and his resurrection to offer me new life. I give my life to you. Lord, I pray that they would take that step tonight. And in doing so, receive the greatest gift that was ever given, eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, help us who have believed in that to declare the magnificence of Jesus. No matter the circumstances, no matter our cultural context, Lord, lead us to say, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit is filled with joy. I pray this in Jesus' name.